0: Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network has incredible podcasts like the Salesman Podcast, hosted by Will Barron. Now, if you work in sales, you want to learn how to sell, or you want to peek at some of the latest sales news and insights, you need to listen to the Salesman podcast. The host, Will Barron, helps sales professionals learn how to find buyers and win big business in effective and ethical ways. If you think any of the following topics resonate with you, you're going to love the show. How to find and close your dream job in sales, 12 essential principles of selling, digital body language, how to have better Zoom sales meetings, or how to tell a remarkable sales story. If these are topics that would interest you, Go check out the Salesman Podcast wherever you get your podcast or at HubSpot.com slash podcast network. Today, my guest is David Wood. David is one of the largest life and business coaches in the world. He was a former consulting actuary for Fortune 100 companies. He built the world's largest coaching business. He became number one on Google for life coaching Uh, He was coaching thousands of hours in countries around the globe. As well as helping others, he is no stranger to overcoming challenges himself. He has survived the collapse of his paraglider. He survived a fractured spine. He survived witnessing the death of his sister at the age of seven, anxiety and depression, a ton of things that have shaped him to who he is today. He coaches high-performing business owners to double their revenue and their time off by focusing on less and being 30% more courageous in their business and their career. We spoke about his story, how he pivoted from working with businesses as a consulting actuary to being one of the top business life coaches in the world. We spoke about how 30% more courage can double your revenue and your happiness. We spoke about why playing it safe is one of the most dangerous things we can do. We spoke about how to push yourself out of your comfort zone We spoke about what is available to you in your life and your work if you practiced real daring. He'll explain what that means more often. So this is a pure business, professional life mindset interview. He's an incredibly inspirational person. If you listen to this, it's going to light a fire. It's going to get you off your ass, and it's going to get you doing whatever it is you have to get doing. And Honestly, he's a remarkable guy. So let's jump right into it. This is David Wood. He is a high performance coach. He's the founder of Focus.CEO. And he is one of the number one business life coaches in the world.
1: Well, I'm a bit of an unusual coach in that I think most coaches choose either business coaching or they do personal slash life coaching. And I'm unwilling to choose one or the other. I work with the whole person. And I think it's because of how I started. I had a tragedy when I was seven years old, Um, lost my little sister and I, and I watched her. uh, I watched her die in a traffic accident and At the time we didn't know about therapy and you know, that you should take the kid to the funeral and and all of that. So none of us really knew that there was a big impact of that. And I think what happened and I learned later in life, I shut down my emotions. I got really good being left brained and cerebral and logical. So I came top of my school. I got paid to go to university, um, had a scholarship got transferred to New York. And at the age of 23, 24, I'm a consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies. So I'm going to Sony Music and Ford and Exxon, working for one of the biggest consulting firms in the world and helping them, helping these companies to, to improve their bottom line and make more money. So I was really good at business numbers and systems. I didn't realize until a friend said, why don't you go and do this personal growth program which I really resisted because they all wore name tags and they smiled way too much. And I'm <laughs> like, this, this can't be real. And they're just a bunch of uh, sheep. They're mindless sheep who can't think for themselves going to this, you know, this bullshit. Fortunately, they cracked my cynicism. They cracked my heart open. And I discovered that there are people who've dedicated their lives to making the world better. It's not just about money. I didn't know that. And so I generated a new possibility for myself which is really helping people not just helping huge companies make money but helping people have their lives be better and i realized too in that course i didn't know anything about emotional uh intimacy about vulnerability about true authenticity and showing who you are to the world instead of hiding 90 percent of it um i also didn't realize that these things were critical for leadership and true influence it, you know funnels through to sales and all sorts of things so the first half of my life was all about numbers systems and money and the second half has been a real deep dive into my own journey of of learning all the things i didn't get as a kid and so now i call myself a business coach Uh, people come to me because they're already successful, but they do wanna grow revenue faster and they want more time off. That's great, I'll start there with you. But if that's all you want, you should go to someone else. Because the really juicy stuff is when we get into how are you showing up in the world? Are you expressed? Are you asking for everything you want? Are you saying no when you should? How are you handling your tough conversations? How's your connection with your kids? How's your connection with your partner? And the real test, if you were to lie on your deathbed tomorrow afternoon, and I hope it's a long time coming for for everybody, if you were to do that, would you be able to look back on your life and say, I gave it everything, I truly lived, I milked it? Or would you say, no, that was not how I really wanted to live my life. Let's ask those questions now and not wait until it's too late.
0: I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Feedback Loop. Now, if you're a product person, entrepreneur, startup guy like me, you have at some point in your career tried to take a product to market, you've tried to come up with a new idea, and it's fell flat. It's ultimately failed. 85 to 90% of all new products, of all new startup ideas fail. Why is this? Basically, it is really hard, really expensive, and really time-consuming to validate product market fit with your potential consumers or customers. Old-style market research is way too slow, too complicated, too time-consuming for dynamic, fast-moving teams that want to build great stuff. But what if you could test out your idea, your product, with your target consumers whenever you want before you invest in the money, time, energy, effort that it takes to actually develop a product? Well, that's what startups all the way through to Fortune 500 are using Feedback Loop for. You get quality feedback from your target customers early and often. Feedback Loop is the test before you invest product research platform. It has built-in expert templates for concept testing, user discovery, prioritizing features on your roadmap and much more. You can create your own test in minutes and get quality insights from your target consumers in hours. They set up a special link for everybody who's a Success Story podcast listener to test it out to try it. Go to gofeedbackloopcom success You get 3 free tests. That's go.feedbackloop.com slash success. You can try it out for free. You get three free tests. So if you want your next product, idea, or feature to be a hit, test before you invest, build based on data, not opinion, and launch with confidence with Feedback Loop. Check it out right now. And I'm curious as you work with these individuals, I feel like a lot of people get caught up in the rat race, which is... Something that you probably were caught up in when you were first starting your career. Like you mentioned your first half of your career was numbers and business and revenue and and then you started to understand some of the importance of uh, I guess self-awareness and and truly understanding like what you can bring to the world and, and yourself and whatnot. But how do you break how do you break that cycle of rat race of needing to make more money, of needing to get the next promotion or needing to get the next round of investment? how do you yeah. break that psychological cycle cuz that's how we're all wired now and everything just reinforces that
1: yeah it's really tricky for us humans because you know making money to feed ourselves and to feed others and to house ourselves and to our clothing is a is a biological drive it's an ev- evolutionary trait and so that's good and valid man i'm i'm hustling i'm hustling all the time i just created a um and i don't think hustling is a bad word it's just you know you hustle to make a living the the trap is as you're pointing out we can get into that pattern we can get into that groove and we can forget to ask how much is enough we can also forget so all right this is great it's bringing up some powerful questions that we forget to ask and my invitation is to everyone to ask these questions of themselves and you could write these down on a piece of paper so first question is how much is enough? How much is enough for me to be comfortable in life? And then how much would I, would I really like to make and have in the bank that would, um, that would probably make life better Those a, those are two, mm, those are four numbers actually. So you've got an income amount that would have you comfortable and an amount in the bank that would have you comfortable. And then you've got what you would like. Now, many of us go past that. I've got one client I'm working with now who uh, set a goal of bringing in a company, uh, making a company that's worth about two or $3 million. And then he achieved that and then automatically thought, well, what's the next goal? Okay, i get it up to say 10 or $20 million. Now that's not fun for him. He's not having a good time. It's harder to go from, from, the three, from, from uh, say 1 million to two or three than it is from three to six. That's what he's finding. And he's not having a good time. And so we're really diving into these questions. How much is enough for you? And I asked a, another great question last week and he, he, did, he did his homework. If money was not an issue, you won the lottery, someone just gave you 30 million. Uh, or someone gave you five million right for many people that 'd be plenty if if money wasn 't an issue, what would you do and He really had to dig deep and and things came out like he 'd love to be on the beach more, just taking walks on the beach, swimming in the ocean, more time with family, uh playing tennis, loves to train, loves to be learning something, um, also loves to be building, so he might still be in business even if money wasn't an issue so it'd be really good i think for all of us to work out our core values three of his core values were passion creativity and love and so we're looking now at how he can create more of that in his life and to your question of like how do you bump out of the rat race well you ask yourself questions like this and even better have someone else ask you questions like this because it's hard to do it for ourselves. You can't read the label from inside the jar. Sometimes you just need someone else. I'm I'm about to hire a a, a nutritional coach. Cuz I can do a lot of it on my own, but I won't do a lot of it on my own, and she's going to spot things that I wouldn't spot. And even in our first session as as we're talking, my brain started coming up with new things. She didn't, my, my brain came up with it, but because I was in a coaching session and I started writing down all the things that I knew I should be doing, but I was sliding on. And so just out of that one session, I went and joined a gym and committed to three squash games a week. I committed to uh, being in bed by 11 instead of 12.30, stopping television by 10. I booked a singing lesson and now I'm taking singing lessons. So all sorts of things can come out of someone else saying, how could life be better? What what would that look like? And digging in into it with you. And it, maybe it's a friend, if a friend's willing to show up once a week for you. Um, sometimes it's hard to get friends to do that. Maybe it's a therapist, maybe it's a mastermind, maybe it's a men's group, maybe it's a women's group um i i hope that answered your question
0: it does and so it's getting somebody to sort of just take a uh they can be invested in you but invested in you in um in a a way that they don't see things through your lens so an unbiased view an audit of your life so to speak and that's what's going to help you understand that maybe everything that you're investing yourself in some of it's going to be very good. Some of it does move the needle. Some of it has to be done for the career, for the job, for the business. But yeah, we, we've to, got, go we've ahead, got blinders on. Yeah.
1: We've got blinders and that's fine, right? We, we're creatures of habit. We're living in our own personal matrix. If you've seen the matrix, um, we're living in that. And if that's going well for you, if you're loving it and you're and and you're inspired by what you're doing and you're moving at the pace that's good for you, then great, don't change anything but there's a reason that people, even like Bill Gates goes and gets a coach and and the top athletes at the top of their game have coaches because we can't read the label from inside the jar. I consider myself um I this is a reveal. I consider myself as a very intelligent, uh very self-resourceful and motivated independent person. And so the biggest thing for me to watch is my arrogance. I often assume I'm the smartest person in the room, and in many rooms that's probably going to be true. But but the pr- the the shortfall, the the real problem, pitfall is that by assuming that I'm that that leaves me closed and not open to wait, maybe there's a better way. Oh, maybe this would help. Yeah, you know, I just got coaching on on the promotion that I'm that I'm doing right now. And something obvious that I should have spotted was pointed out. And like, oh, okay, that's really good. And then there were four other things that that I hadn't thought of. So yeah, outside input can be absolute gold. One, because in that space, just someone else being in front of you, asking these questions, more things are gonna come out of your brain than would have come out before. And then there's the accountability factor. When you know you gotta show up once a week and you gotta say if you did what you said you were gonna do, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to, to say I didn't do it, right? Don't feel good about yourself. You're embarrassed in front of someone else. So the next week you probably do it And then you feel good. Hey, I did what I said I was gonna do. It wasn't easy, but I got it done. I feel proud. Now you're now you're building a positive cycle. And if you keep doing that, you get in the habit of, oh wait, when I do what I say I'm gonna do, it feels powerful. It feels good. And look, I just got these results. So I'm a big fan of building positive, reinforcing cycles. Unfortunately, we get into uh some very unproductive habits and cycles and it's all about so I, let's just change them
0: so let's so i want to and, and you made a good point there you said you know for in most rooms you could be the smartest person in the room and i'm sure you work with a lot of people that also have that mindset so if you're working with a lot of high performing individuals they all think they're the smartest person in the room oh yeah um, until until they're not so what's what's the one blind spot that Is there a one blind spot that you see a lot of people have that are super high performers, think they're self-aware, think they figured out life. But when you go in and you do that audit, you notice there's a one thing that potentially keeps repeating that they don't, they're not aware of. That's a huge detriment and really inhibiting their success or happiness or growth, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, we're going to go deep here. So the biggest thing, and this is for high performers, low performers, this, this seems to be for the human experience is, and I'll use the movie, the matrix again, we're all living in our own matrix, but we don't know it. It's like Neo before he took the blue pill. And I, and I believe this is what the great teachers allude to when they, when they talk about waking up and I don't pretend to be enlightened. I'm a student of this, but we live as if this is our reality as if oh he's a nice guy she's a bitch um he's a jerk this person likes me this person doesn't like me um i couldn't do that cuz i'm not good at it you know one of my limiting beliefs right now i'm i'm not a good singer um we have this and yet we don't question these things and and this is evolutionary too i believe you know you're not going to put your finger on the hot plate every single time to check if it's hot. You got burned as a kid. You know that damn thing's hot. You don't have to check it again, right? That's called stable data that we have. But when it comes to humans, including other humans and ourselves, we make all these assumptions. So now we're living in our matrix. This is how it is. And that's fine while you're having a good time. Live in that dream world. Byron Katie says, no no story, no world. If you're not making up stories and beliefs about, about the universe, you have no world. So it's fine. But when things are painful, I think most of, us don't, most of us don't realize the suffering is coming purely from what we're thinking. It took me a long time to get that. I was always wondering, why is this man who's burned and in a wheelchair making a massive difference in the world and seems lit up, speaking to groups, saved a mountain in Colorado. And yet this other person who's rich and famous and successful just took their life. I was always curious about that. And then Byron Katie was able to explain it for me. It's what you're thinking. It's not what you have. So the good news is, um, that can be hacked. The thinking can be hacked. Our thinking gives us our world. I'm having I'm having a good day today, and it's because I'm believing a bunch of things about my day. I'm believing that my energy is the right level. I'm believing that it's gonna be a fun film shoot later on today. I'm believing all these things. So I don't I don't go this deep this fast with clients generally, but when they're upset, when they're stressed. When they're unhappy, when they're suffering, uh, maybe approaching burnout, I know that they're in a matrix, so I can start looking at what they're believing and start poking holes in that. And then, you know, maybe nothing in their external world changes, but their internal world does, and now they're, now they're having a good time. Now they're not freaking out anymore. I know someone right now, um, not a client, but this person has a, has a stalker getting violent death threats. Now, I can barely imagine what that would do to someone's nervous system. I know my nervous system's pretty fragile. So just living with someone sending vicious death threats and having to look over your shoulder. Now, though, that can be approached two ways. One way is all the practicals. Great. So I went over, sat down with this person and said, all right, I'm going to fire off like 30 questions. I want to know what you've tried. I want to know what you what what you've considered and discarded. And then I got 10 ideas, You know, let's brainstorm some things. So we did all the practicals, but I was clear that equally important was how are you holding this? Are you against this person? So you're in a fight? Can you bring love and compassion to this even as you set your boundaries and protect yourself? Um, so it's it's kind of strange in coaching sometimes we'll just roll up our sleeves and get practical all right you got to do this 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 and this and sometimes it's like hey your mindset seems like it might be causing some suffering right now it's causing a fight with you and your business partner it's causing a fight with you and your fiance and it's having you lose sleep so yeah Let's spend half the session on the practicals, things you can do, and let's look at what you're believing that's giving you such a difficult time right now.
0: Mindset, obviously, is something you keep coming back to, which um, I don't think anybody can disagree with is not important for not only happiness, um, getting out of your own head. I love the way you framed the matrix. thats a, I love that. I love that analogy because that's 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 quite literally what we all are in every single day, just stuck in our own heads. And to take it to an extreme, that can impact yeah you know, your relationships, but it can impact your health, the the way that you view your job and your position in life and your financial situation and your relationships. That can lead to cortisol increases, which can lead to heart attacks and all these health detriments and whatnot. So it's like a it's a big thing that probably isn't. I would say probably isn't. Um, uh, really focused on enough, really focused on it's helping people get of their own head. It's undervalued. massively undervalued.
1: Yeah. When you said, when you said, I get no one can really argue with mindset. <clears throat> I was thinking, but we do, including me. You know, if I see, oh, there's a course on mindset. I'm like, ah, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I need a course on, on more money. or I need a course on <clears throat> finding a partner or whatever. But, Fortunately, someone introduced me to Byron Katie and I read the book. I read a book, Loving What Is, and it didn't really stick. I'm like, meh, I don't know. And I didn't really buy it. I didn't buy it that the mind was everything. I didn't buy it. I didn't know that my whole reality comes through my five senses. It's the only way that I know of to experience reality through my five senses and the interpretations of my mind. That's the filter. So my whole world is actually in here. It's not out there. It took me a while. Uh, Finally, I went and did a course with her and I, I was like, oh my God, this is the holy grail. And she says, the worst thing that can happen to you is a thought.
0: Now, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Grin. Now, Grin is the number one creator management platform, helping e-commerce brands connect with their audience through the power of creator partnerships. Now, influencer marketing, it's easy to get lost in the spreadsheets and busy work, combing through a messy web of communications looking for content wondering about campaigns are they delivering where the data points have you shipped the creative yet have you shipped the product yet Uh, have they built? have they invoiced? all of the headache that comes with managing creators and influencers that's where grin comes in so grin is an all in one software that allows you to treat your creators like your brand revolves around them even though you're actually saving yourself a ton of headache. And Grin helps you find and recruit the perfect ambassadors for your brand, streamlines the communication process, collects all the creator content in one spot, tracks the ROI in real time so you can create smarter campaigns that drive sales. With Grin, One person can do the work of an entire team. You can find and recruit influencers, communicate with them, ship product, aggregate creator content, measure ROI all in one spot. You are maximizing every dollar you invest in influencer marketing and you are eliminating all of the headache, all of the busy work. Brands like Liquid IV, First Aid Beauty, Movement, they all run influencer marketing campaigns at scale and work with thousands of creators at the same time. They're all using Grin so you need to treat your creators like your brand revolves around them because in the creator economy it does experts believe that influencer marketing will become a 15 billion dollar industry by 2022 so this isn't going away anytime soon you have to figure out how to use influencers and creators at scale find out how grin can help you grow your brand watch the demo at grin.co that's g-r-i-n dot c-o influencer marketing is easier with grin find out why at grin.co that's g-r-i-n dot c-o yeah i want to i want to um speak about mindset still but i want to speak about some of the things that you're focused on now because when we were chatting before the show we were speaking. We were speaking. Excuse me. Uh, about courage, and which is another mindset thing. It's another thing that we have. It's not tangible, but it has a major impact. So you speak a lot about courage. What does courage mean? People say, "Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm courageous. I jump into things. I do this. I do that." But what is what is real courage, and how does it actually impact your life? What What would yeah. you say to somebody uh, who says, "I want more courage in my life"? What does that actually mean? It's not tangible for me yet.
1: Well. Yeah, I I think there's two big questions here. One is, do I actually need more courage? Like, would that change my life? I think you know, because I think we should address why. Why would Mm -hmm. you? Why is that even important? And then, how do you do it? Is I love that practical question. So, firstly, the the why. I think the reason I talk a lot about courage is because, as when I looked back over my life, uh, in fact, I was in a therapy session, and the and the psychiatrist said you're almost counterphobic, and it's I'd never heard that word but as soon as he said it I got what he meant if I'm afraid of something I will generally go and do it I almost have to do it because uh I think it's because as a kid I did let fear run me so if I was being bullied and I was bullied a lot I didn't stand up to them I would back down and it stung every single time. And I wish to this day, I wish I'd just punched a bully on the nose and taken a beating, right? Or who knows, maybe I would've come out on top, but I just let fear run me. And with, with, with girls at school, I didn't ask them out. I was terrified. And it felt horrible to live like that. So as I got older, and I went and did this personal growth program, and I got coaching, they would constantly nudge me and encourage me and push me in the direction of doing scary things. And their version of scary things were making a list of everyone in your life that you feel incomplete with, that you hate, that you resent, that you feel guilty about, anyone you would not wanna see on the street. And initially it was hard, I I couldn't think of anyone, maybe one name, two names, but as we kept going, more and more and more names, and they'd say, "All right, great. Now call them." I'm like, "Hell no! Are you what? You want me to call the bully from school that I've hated for 20 years? No. You want me to call the the girl who dumped me twice and gave me the cold shoulder, and who I still resent? No. But with coaching, and we'll get to the how. Like, how do you find the courage for that? Um, I went and did it, and I found." Oh my goodness. The results were mind blowing, heart opening. That bully said, at the end of the call, he said, Well, what can I say or do now to help us move forward? That was the jerk. And the and the girl I called said, and I said, I don't need an apology or anything. I'm just letting you know I'm letting go of it. And um I wanted to I wanted you to know that. And she said, I am so sorry. I was such an idiot, I was so unkind, and I'm just so sorry that I had that impact on you. It was amazing, it was amazing. So what I learned is that almost every time I lean into my fears and I face it, I feel better afterwards. Don't feel better doing it. No, it's often terrifying. Um, I went on national television in a kilt to sing, and I can't sing, and I literally peed my pants a little bit. It was terrifying, but boy, did I feel good afterwards. I felt good afterwards, and then other things became easier once I'd done that, and so I want that for the world. The risk if you don't do it is that you'll have regret, and I don't want anyone to have that, so, uh I I just check to see if you want to say anything before we get to the how. No I no no. no.
0: I'm I'm just listening. I'm just listening, okay. man. This is uh this is great. This is really great. Um I think <laughs> I've never had to do some of those exercises. I think I would probably calling calling people that I wasn't uh, on good terms with in in elementary school and high school. That's difficult. That's very difficult. So that's what that's what you did to psychologically break yourself out of this this living in not fear, but like living with these, these things that are weighing down on you. And now you yeah. do that a few times and then you understand what's on the other side. And then now that's something you can, you just do in your life, I'm right. assuming.
1: Yeah. yeah, and because I've done so much of it, I think that gives me the street cred. Like I've done things, I've done some things that I can't share publicly. I've, done, I've gone and confessed to, um, to, a, to something I did that was illegal when I was a kid and and could be prosecuted for, and I risked prison to apologize to somebody. Uh, now, I'm not saying you're going to go and do all of these things. I'm saying what I want for everyone is to find the things that would make a difference to your life, even if they're scary, and then decide if you're going to do them. And I'll rattle off some examples just to, to pop some ideas into people's heads. So it might be, Telling a, a co-worker that something they're doing isn't working for you. It might be saying to a team member that it, it it bugs you when they're late to meetings and you'd like them to be on time. It could be asking for something sexual in the bedroom. It could be making a confession to your kids, asking a celebrity to endorse your product, calling 10 people and ask them if they're interested in, in working with you. Uh, you know, whatever it is for you, this is where courage comes in. If you don't You're going to play small and if that's comfortable for you and you're loving it, great. Don't change the thing. But if you want to know what's on the other side of those fears, then let's talk about the how. So, uh, maybe we can use the, the acting example. I started telling you before. I we think it's a record. good example.
0: I think it's a really good example. And that, the second I, you started telling me about that now, all the stories coming together, why you do some of these things. So, so right. yes, yeah, so go into the acting example, what you're working yeah. on this afternoon, actually, when we're recording this.
1: Yeah. So, um, for, for years I've been thinking, I just love to find out what happens if I really dive into acting, I'd like to try it out. I'd like to learn from my own personal growth. Get in touch with emotions. And I just, you know, I'd love to be the lead in a major movie. That's what I, you know, that's a lifetime goal of mine. But I didn't tell anybody. I just, that was kind of in the background, like one day. And then three months ago, I thought, you know what? I'm single at the moment, I'm mobile with my coaching, and I'm in the US. I think when my lease runs out, which is May 1 next year, 2022, that might be a time to move to Los Angeles. So I started saying it, which was quite scary, because what if I don't do it? What if I tell people and declare it? And by the way, I'm declaring right now on this podcast, May 1, next year, I'm moving to Los Angeles to devote myself to the art of acting full time for the minimum of one year. So I started saying it and then you got to be careful what you say because a friend said, well, I'm going to an audition for a play, uh, Dracula. Do you want to come and audition with me? Now a big part of me was like, no, because I don't (laughs) know how to act yet. I haven't even done a class and I don't know how to audition. So no, but then another voice said, I think this is the sound the universe makes when it's knocking. This is that sound, this is that opportunity. And, what's the, and so here's another hack. What's the worst that could happen? That's a really great question to ask yourself. Once you've got the awareness of what you'd like to do, ask yourself, how could it go badly? How could it go well? So important. The mind is really good with that first question. So it could go badly. I I could, I could be embarrassed, and they could say, "What's this guy showing up for? He's got no idea what he's doing." I could be embarrassed. Um, how could it go well? I could get a part in the play. And next question is: If it did go badly, how would you handle that? So, I I, I said yes. I'll go and do it. Now another thing I did to to help myself with the fear. And also with the possibility of success, I didn't just show up to this thing. I went and bought the script. So I had to fork out like $17.95 on this script, read the whole script. So I had the context, because that was suggested to me. So did that. Very few people at those auditions had the whole script. Second thing I did, I memorized the lines for the audition because they sent them to us ahead of time. I was the only person I saw there who didn't have to keep looking down at the, at the script and I could actually give it my, my full thing. I had friends come, friends come over to the house to read lines with me. I Googled how to do a German accent so I could speak like this and and be German and, uh, you know, Van Helsing, I want you to do this. And I would learned how to do a German accent in like two hours. Um, and I probably, oh, and I hired an acting coach for an hour. I paid fifty bucks to have someone run me through the four parts. So I not only read the, had to learn the lines for one part, but four different people. And then I showed up, and I gave it, I gave it what I had. Um, and lo and behold, they offered me the lead. So now you're looking at Dracula in a in a paid professional production. Um, So I I now call myself a working actor. Others can argue with me. That's fine. But I'm a working professional actor. And, and I think it's because I, I did the hacks to prepare myself and get myself to it. And sure, I was nervous. You know, if, I think a lot of us think we have to be confident before we'll go and do something. That's a trap because if you're going to do something new, something cool, something with huge upside, you probably aren't gonna be very good at it when you start, like learning the piano. You gotta be willing to suck. I was willing to suck in that audition. And I said, I will read, and if they like it, I'll read some more. And that's how it's panned out. I end up reading a lot, because I, you know, five weeks of rehearsals, we got 12 shows to do. I'm, I'm every weekend, man. I got the fangs out.
0: So Amazing. um... I just want to take a second to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Athletic Greens. Now, I'm super happy that I partnered with Athletic Greens because I literally use them every single day. Now, I've known about Athletic Greens for a little bit only because I tried them about two years ago, way before uh, they decided to sponsor the show. And I noticed that in winters, when I didn't take Athletic Greens, I would get sick as a dog. When I did take Athletic Greens... Uh, I wouldn't get sick at all. So it turns out that when you take one scoop of athletic greens, you're taking and absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. So this is incredible for your immune system. And the special blend of, uh, All of these ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging. So I take it one scoop every single morning. It's lifestyle friendly, meaning whether or not you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it's going to fit that diet, which is important for me because sometimes I like to go a little bit low carb. If you're already taking a multivitamin, this can completely replace that. It's important to choose a high-quality vitamin with ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Athletic Greens definitely takes care of that. And it's way cheaper than actually getting all the different vitamins, supplements, ingredients if you're gonna buy them separately. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash success that's right that's a special url they put together just for success story podcast listeners again that is athleticgreens.com slash success to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance there there see that's that so you're living it you're living it this is what people have to do um i want to i want to um i want to ask just one more question just get some one more piece of information out of this story uh one thing that I've seen you speak about a lot when you, when you do podcasts, you say playing it safe is the most dangerous thing to do. Why is that for somebody who is playing it safe? Regret. Regret. Firstly,
1: playing it safe can get um, – playing it safe, staying in the comfortable zone, the comfort zone can get very uncomfortable if you're there long enough. Right, You'll get five years in a job and go, what the hell am I doing? I know this, I know how to do it. For 15, 20 years, I served coaches. I helped coaches build their practice. I was the coach's coach. I was the guy to go to. I was the largest provider to the coaching industry in the world. But I was in it t- 10 years too long because it was comfortable. I knew how to do it. I'd said everything I wanted to say, say and I was like dying slowly inside. So that's, that's the risk. I think I know speaking for myself, I need something new in my life. I need something probably that I'm not good at and that I have to have some humility with or I'm just slowly dying. I just, I'll go to television, smoke weed at night and, and just get, just get bored. Now it could be, it could be ping pong. Take on ping pong and have someone over two, three times a week and just train and get good at that. It it could be that. I'm taking on squash right now. Last night when I stopped TV, I did an hour of singing exercises, right? That's something for me that's exciting. And learning the craft of acting is exciting. Um, In business, you might be like, I'm going to get three celebrities involved in my business that might be exciting for you or i'm going to double revenue in six months Um, pick something that's a stretch and maybe you're not even sure how you're going to get it done how enlivening is that it's like i don't know exactly how to do it but i'm i'm committing to it and now i'm going to find a way and i'm going to play that game
0: i'll tell you one thing if you do if you do do that um and you stick with it you will start to map out the steps that you need to get You need to take to get there. It will start to manifest. You'll start to figure it out if you just keep that vision and you just stick with it long term. There'll be there'll be things that will start to appear in your life, in 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 the people that you know, in the things that you've you know that you've done that will allow you to get to where you want to be, and it'll it'll be funny how your life will move in that direction.
1: Yeah, and and even if you don't get that holy grail that you're shooting for at the end of the road, the journey is so much more fun. I. I am successful now as an actor because I'm I'm having a good time. That's my definition of success. I'm having a good time. If I get no more gigs, and I I just got another one this morning, I I'm gonna be a news announcer announcing a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> awesome. Man, I'm made for this. It's gonna be, you know, pretty dry. Um it's so much fun, right? I'm having a good time. Sure, there's more. Yeah, I'd love to network with with you know some of the big stars, and I'd I'd love to be able to call them friends and I'd love uh to do a musical. I have other goals, but it's a win now. If you create a a, a goal, say 12 months from now, and you are loving the journey towards that goal, then I would say you can call yourself a success. That's, that's the test. I had a friend say recently, if I won the lottery, I'd still be pushing this product that I'm trying to get to market. This is what I'd be doing. And I was like, what a great test. If I had unlimited you know, money, I'd still be doing this. Um, yeah, that's a great test. And, and listeners, if you do decide to work with me, that's the test that
0: I'm, I'm going to put to you. I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, HubSpot. Now, the new year might have you thinking ahead to what you want out of your career. So when you think about your success story, what do you actually picture? Is it retiring early with a beautiful view of the skyline? Is it leaving a legacy with your name on it? Or maybe it's helping influence and change some of the world's most pressing issues. Whatever it is, writing your success story starts by working smart. Because when you work smart, your success story writes itself. A HubSpot CRM platform helps your marketing campaigns work harder and smarter. With intuitive visual workflows and bot builders, you can create scalable, automated campaigns across email, social media, web, and chat so your customers hear your messages loud and clear. Are you tired of your content not adapting to mobile, making it difficult for your customers to absorb your message? A HubSpot CRM platform optimizes your content for multiple devices so that you can reach your customers wherever they are which is just smart. Learn more about how you can transform your customer experience with a HubSpot CRM at HubSpot.com. Um, so I we'll, want to I want know
1: to, if you're successful or not.
0: <laughs> I, want do, I want to do a couple of rapid fire to close this out. Before, before we pivot, um, I need your socials. Where are people going to go find you? Uh, websites, um, anything that you want to drop in the show and I'll, it'll go in the show notes too, obviously. Yeah, but if people want to connect easy. with you. Super easy.
1: I create a one link uh, that'll take you to a hidden page on my website and uh, it'll give you a couple of resources that I offer to people who um, wanna get twice as much done in half the time. Uh, There'll be a link to my podcast, Extraordinary Focus, if you wanna listen to me as well as the amazing Scott. Um, There's a link to request a coaching session. If something resonated for you and you're like, you know what, I could fly higher faster, further with with outside input. Request a session and we'll see if we're a fit. I'm not a fit for everybody and not everyone's right for me, but usually I can work that out in about 15 minutes. And uh, you can do all of those things at myfocusgift.com because I would like to give you the gift of focus. So myfocusgift.com will take you straight to that hidden page on my site. And in the met navigation, you can find my social links if you want to okay. Follow me on Instagram and all the all the regular places where amazing people hang out.
0: Awesome. Okay, so let's do a couple of rapid fire. Uh, just pulling out some last insights from your career. Uh, biggest challenge you've had? What was it? how Had you overcome it?
1: Biggest challenge? You know, I, I'd say anxiety and depression. My 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 system. I've been dealing with this for twenty something years, and it's uh, sometimes it, it makes it hard to just get through a day. Or to uh, keep a date that I've made, or um, you know, we'd go into prisons here in Colorado and, and teach the inmates. And it's been hard for me to say yes to that. Um, I found ways to manage it, but definitely learning how to live with that and to live the kind of life I'm living now with that has been the biggest challenge that I have both overcome and still deal with on a on a daily basis.
0: Amazing. Um, one person who's been incredibly impactful on in your life. There's probably been many, but you have to pick one. Who was it and what did they teach you?
1: Byron Katie, the worst thing that can happen to you is a thought.
0: I love that. Um, and then a, a source, a book or podcast you'd recommend people go check out.
1: A book or podcast. Well, this is not a business resource. This is just my Doesn't favorite have to be. book in the world. And I, I, I would even drive over to the author's house to help him write the third one because he's been like eight years we've been waiting for this third book and he's having trouble with it. Uh, the book is called The Name of the Wind. The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. And I just, whenever I finish listening to the audiobook for the third time, I'm sad because I miss, I miss the main character and I just want to hang out with him every day, all day. Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss.
0: If you could tell your 20-year-old self one thing, what would it be?
1: Sometimes it's going to seem so hard that you don't even know if you're going to survive it. You don't know if you're going to make it through. But you do. You're much more resilient than than you think. And um, I forget who said it. Maybe it was Rilke. Uh, Feel the joy. Feel the terror. None of it is final.
0: That's a good quote. I don't know who's, I've never heard that quote before. That's a really good quote. Um, and last question, what does success mean to you?
1: Having a really great time. If you're having a really great time consistently, I think that's everything. That's everything. Whether it's feeling love for you or feeling inspired or feeling energized or, or making a difference. If you're having a great time in the world, that is success. Yesterday I said to myself, I don't know how I'm gonna face this day. And then my mind said, why do you have to face a day? Why do you pick that chunk of time? Why not, how am I gonna face this next 30 years? Or how about, how am I gonna be in this moment? So fresh, hot off the presses.